I'm a firm believer in things like that. Like none, none of this was forced or anything like that. It was total organic and it's it's been working out. Right, right. So, we're not having that. We want to build a community, you know, forever. You know, kids when we went. Period. That stuff is real. All right, welcome back. Class is in session. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of AM University. I'm your host, Antoine Miller. What we on, Wayne? Step 31. Reggie. Reggie Miller. Reggie. That, I knew that was going to come first. Re Reggie Miller. Antonio Cromartie. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. You bringing that out. How your week going, brother? Everything good, man. Are you looking good? Looking good? My boy came in. I was like, uh, where are you going today? Nowhere. <laughs> Canel Sanchez, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, no complaints. Canel Sanchez, good to have you on, man. Thanks for having Sweet. me. Glad you could come before we get into it with you, man. Uh, what? When was it? It was yesterday, right? Uh, with DMX. Mm. Uh, first of all, rest in peace, DMX. Um, I, I've never seen anybody penetrate. Uh, emotions through music more than that man and I, I, I doubt it'll ever be somebody else you know that 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 just whatever type of emotion just drew it out of you like he did you know so um it's is selfishly you wish he was still here but you know like again he anybody that know his story he been through a lot you know so um you know he peaceful now and and you know the pain is over. So, but but rest in peace, DMX. I just had to had to say that you know from the start. But um, getting into it, Canel. Um, so you had a you had a long basketball career, brother. <clears throat> you had a long basketball career on all three levels. Um, and again, <laughs> like I'm around kids. We're around kids a lot, and they have no idea what that journey is like. They now have no idea. Uh, what goes into it. They have no idea the decisions that you got to make, the sacrifices that you got to make in order to have a successful career, you know, and play basketball your whole life. You know, that's a blessing within itself. Um, so let's let's just backtrack from the start because um, you were a candy kid. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yep, I grew up I grew up on the 800 block of Hatton. Okay. Um, 800 block of Hatton, um, my grandmother. So it was my grandmother or it was my dad's mom. So I was in the house with them. Uh, I had... At any given time, four uncles in the house at a time, plus my grandfather. And my grandfather was a box cutter uh, out in running meat. So every morning, he's an ex-military guy, so he'd be up at 5.30, knock on my door. My room was connected to there, so they would always, he would always come and get me, even on days we didn't have school, and get me up early. You know, and I hated it, man. Like, it was crazy, you know. And if, he, if I didn't get up, that's when he got the hanger. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was, it, it was interesting, man. But um, it was funny because, like, as you think back on it, you know, in my household, you know, my dad lived in the basement, right? He lived in the basement. I lived on the top floor. My grandparents, my uncles were spread throughout the house. But, you know, that was just one, that was one culture there. And then my mother, she was from uh, the other side of South Camden. Um, I don't know if you guys probably don't remember or not, but up on Broadway, you get to the end of Broadway, you pass Morgan Village, head up to Broadway, make that right. It used to be these places, like, we used to call them the terraces. Okay. So it's like a couple blocks of homes mm -hmm. and then like a, a factory, like a laundry factory on the side. So mm -hmm. when I wasn't at my grandparents' house on the, on during the week over there, I would be in on the other side of Camden, 
uh, growing up on that side of my with my grandmother, with my grandmother, and my grandfather, who they both Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. and, and my mom in that house. So it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely an interesting journey. But I so I would say my mother and my grandfather, they kind of set the tone for me, right? Like my grandfather was like the basics, the basis of the work ethic for me, right? Like him coming in even at an early age, like. Getting me up early, making me do stuff, even though it was like you know it wasn't that time. Yeah. It was it, it, it laid that foundation of like yo we got it. if I'm up you up. You ain't, you ain't know at the time. Yeah, but yeah. Now you look back at it. Foundation. One of the most important things in your life. Yeah, you right. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, no nah, man. I mean like I, like honestly man, I was a baseball guy growing up. Yeah, like I like I like baseball. I played over at Whitman Park. Um, it was more my thing. I, I've always been big. I mean you guys you guys know me so I. I've been this size since like the seventh grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, had, you know, I had facial hair since the sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was always bigger, and my family they they played ball. I came from a basketball family. So, um, my my dad he played at the high. Started on the teams. He was played with guys like Milt uh, Milt Wagner, uh, Billy Thompson, and those guys. My uncle he was on the team that was ranked uh, number one in the country with Vic Carstarfin and all those guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know so. My my family had already been it, right? My own, my my other uncle, he was on the team that uh probably gonna hate me for this, but lost to Neptune and the oh, and the man. chip. Yeah, he was on that team. That's on YouTube, <laughs> so man. yeah, man, it's terrible. But um, he was on that. My other uncle was on that team. So okay. they, I was always around basketball. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And no, and nobody really forced it on me. My dad put the ball in my hands, but nobody really forced it on me. But mm -hmm. so I was I was more of a baseball guy, man. And then one day I remember being over at the park. And like I was just messing around, but like I started, I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm a little bit better than everybody else right now," you know. Um, the kids my age, at least, you know, the one I was bigger, so I was I was going to be better. Um, but then I started also noticing, you know, getting some of the, the, the opposite sex attention while I was at the court. I was at the court, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, they, they, everybody feeling me, okay, so. Let me try this basketball thing out, and that's kind of how I started into the game was because I started to realize. Um, not just the attention from other people, right? But I started to realize that in my neighborhood, if I wanted to, you know, have some say or, or do anything like that, like baseball wasn't the option for me, in my in my opinion. Hey, you know what I know now, I probably would have stayed and played baseball. baseball. I don't have billion dollar contracts, <laughs> right? But um, I started seeing that if I wanted, you know, everybody who got the pub, they got the what they call the ink, they all played basketball. Right. And you know, fortunately, I'm from a basketball rich city. Right. You know, so yeah. um, that's kind of the path I decided to take. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that, that's that's an amazing segue into let's let's get straight into high school. Like for me, you know me personally where my high school was, I'm really intrigued with his answer going to be with this. Why did you choose Bishop Eustis? It was funny, man. I, actually, I, I... So, when I hit sixth grade, right, mm -hmm. I didn't go to... Uh, my, my middle school was supposed to be Hatch. Okay. Right, so I was supposed to go to Hatch, right? And um, I never I never forget this. So, I'm sitting in the... I'm, they, they sit me down and go, all right, look, you're not going to Hatch. I'm like, where you am I going? Yeah, 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 like you're not going to Hatch. I'm like, so where am I going? Everybody else went to Hatch. I'm like, can I go to Hatch? He's like, no, you can't go to Hatch. It's like, you know, you got you done at Forest Hill. I was talking with I started with the elementary at Forest Hill. So you done there? Me too. We gonna um, you're gonna move in with your uncle. So my uncle, he was at the time, he was a Camden police officer, yeah. right? And he was living out in Dufferin. He was like, uh, they're like, yeah, we're gonna have you go out there. And I, he was my man, so I was cool. I was like, all right, cool. But you know, I don't get to go to school with my friends. Right. It's like you'll be all right. 
So they, they kind of like forced me to go to school outside the city. So it was like, all right, you're going to go to Defford. So I moved to Defford in sixth grade. And at that point, I still hadn't really like honed basketball. Like it was like, it was something I knew I, I wanted to do. I was still, that's just right at the time I was still into the baseball a little bit. And um, they was like, yeah, man, we're going to move you out. So he moved me out to Defford. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting there in the living room. And uh, I'm like, yo, man, like, I want to go back home. You know what I mean? I want to be, I want to be home. I want to be around, you know, my friends. I want to do what I need to do. They're like, nah, look, you need to stay out here, yo. Apparently, I was going to get a better education there than I was so at the school. What was it? What did you miss from the, the hood other than being out there for, like, be, be out, like what, what was you missing? Like, what was it? Like, can you explain? Looking that? back on it, mm-hmm. I wasn't really missing anything. Right. Right. And that's, and that's the thing that, like, younger kids, they don't get is that, like, a lot of times, it's it the stuff that you the stuff that you really think you want to do at that time. It's always going to be there. You know what I mean? Looking back on, it, I didn't miss anything. But what I thought I was missing, I thought I was missing opportunities to you know hang out with my boys, be in school with them, right? Uh, I still hadn't made that decision yet to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So I was I was playing it for fun, but I wasn't. I still hadn't made that decision to really go at it. And um, for me, it was like, yo, I just want to, I just want to go go to the next grade with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But when I moved out there, it was actually like a time again where like it kind of showed me, like basketball had its way of showing me like this is what I should be doing, right? I had that time at the park when it was like before baseball practice. I just told you guys about, and then I'm out there one day, and it's just like ain't nothing to do out there, right? Like they don't even have sidewalks on some of the streets, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I, they had this court not too far from the house, and like every day I would, we would, we had to catch the bus to school. It's first time I was on the bus, and I would always think about the court. So I was like, man, I'm gonna just go go shoot some hoops one day. So after school, I rode my bike over, shot some hoops, and was like, okay, we playing, we doing our thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually all right. Mm-hmm. You know, halfway through my sixth grade year, and I was just like, man, you know what? Like, they gotta have a league or something. And my mm-hmm. uncle, he wanted me to play football. Right, he's like, oh, you'd be a quarterback, you know, you're tall, you know. I'm like, he thought he always thought way ahead. He was talking about golf and football. I'm like, don't nobody play either. One. I'm not playing football. It's too cold outside, right? And I'm not playing golf. Don't nobody play right. golf, right? right. Um, but then finally, what happened was, um, I, I remember I was at a football. I was at a Cameron High football game because I used to always come back. My grandfather was like a super fan of the high, like he and then whoop 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 doing his thing. Like he was a super fan. So we was at a football game, and I was like, yo, I want to play basketball. And my uncle was like, you want to do what? I was like, I want to play basketball. Like, like, get me signed up for a team. And my dad at the time was at the same game, right? So it's like, and it's, it's rare because it's very, it's not, it wasn't very rare, but it, was, it wasn't too often where we were always in the same room having like a deep conversation growing up. Because my grandparents pretty much took over the raising of me. And uh, he's like, yo, man, like, I'm like, yo, I want to play ball. And like, well, if you want to play ball, you got to make sure your grades are good. Grades never been an issue for me. Like, because I, I, I was always, I always had that, like, fear of having those uncles in the house. I always had that fear of, like, all right, if I want to do this, I got to have good grades. Because if I don't, they ain't going to let me play. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so they, uh, so it was like, yo, man, you can play. And um, I got signed up. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I was on the C team in Defford. I was on the C team because I started late. Right. A team was closed. So... I had to, I had to like kind of like dial it back a little bit when I went in. Like it was like, yo, man, like look, we're gonna put you on the team, but you gotta, you know, you gotta slow down, and you can't, you can't do too much. Then they gonna start asking this. The township gonna start asking questions. So I was like, all right, cool. I pull back a little bit. I still had fun. That's something. Yeah, but I had to pull you back a little bit. But. <laughs> I don't see how that benefit them, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was crazy, man. So like to, to answer your question, like how did I end up at Houston? Um, Getting out there, 
immediately when I got down to middle school, so around eighth grade, obviously, you know, that was around the time when, like, the recruiting for high school kids really started to, like, pick up. There was that time where, like, uh, people would prep a year, mm-hmm. right? And then you would either go to, like, if you were, like, if you didn't want to go to, like, one of your local high schools, you had an option of going to somewhere else, mm-hmm. St. Anthony, St. Pat's was big at that time, right? Obviously, the high was here doing their thing, but they weren't really recruiting because it's all public, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was living in Defer and the coach at Defer High wanted me to go there. Of course. So I was like, all right, cool. I can go to Defer High. I was like, I can move back home. I can go to Camden High. And then um, since I had been playing travel ball, you know, which is something that, like, it's a shame, like, growing up, like, when we when we were growing up, we didn't really have that in the city. We didn't have, like, okay, cool, this is a Camden team with the best, you know, 12 kids from from the city. Yeah, we know. Um, and not AAU, just regular. <laughs> like, just regular. Travel, travel, travel ball, yeah. right? And, look, y'all going to go play against Marlton. Y'all going to go play against uh, Mount Laurel. You're going to go play against, you know, Death Road or, you know, Pittman and all that kind of stuff. But they had that out there. So me getting a chance to get out there and get that exposure, I'm playing in Marlton one day, and this guy walks up after the game. He's like, yo, man, um, I remember you were in eighth grade. You're going to be graduating. Uh, you'll be leaving eighth grade after this year. How would you like to come to Bishop Houston's? I was like, Bishop Houston's? I was like, I don't even know where that's at. You don't know nothing about tuition or nothing. I don't know nothing about tuition, right? So I'm like, yo, man, I, I don't even know where that's at. He's like, so it's, it's right there, right in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, I Never Where's that, that at? <laughs> By Cooper River Park. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My little park. I, know, I know where the park is. We used to, I used to work out there, right? So I'm like, all right, so, you know, you want me to go to Houston? Like, I don't know, man. So I asked my parents, like, my, my, my dad at that time was back in, so he was, like, really involved with it. And um, he was like, yo, like, you should go to Houston. I was like, bro, wait, I don't even know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Turns out, my mom, she used to work multiple jobs just to support, right? And she actually used to work at the Goodwill across right the, the street. street. Right, and I used to go to the, her job sometimes to spend the day with her, yeah. and um, I would look over there. I thought it was just a bunch of fields with a bunch of geese on it. I had no idea it was a high school. high school. Yeah. So anyway, we get down, and um, they're like, "Yo, we need to make a decision. Like, where are we gonna go?" And this is around the time where like, Dewan Wagner just started. He just because he's a, he's a year older than me, mm-hmm. right? So he's just in the game. So I'm go- I'm obviously going to the Camden High games. Right? I'm going to the, I'm watching him do his thing, you know. And I had been going to the games prior to that as well, you know, to, to see some of the other dudes that was on the team. My boy, actually, um, guy Garrett Bradley, is like, he's like my brother. He's not, we're not brothers, but he's my brother. You know what I mean? Like, he was in my family before I was in my family. And he was at the high coming off the bench. He didn't get a lot of time, but he got a little bit of time. And um, he was like, uh, and they were like making the decisions. They were trying to make the decision on what I, on what I was supposed to do. And uh, I was like, yo, man, I want to go to the high. Everybody mm-hmm. else went to the Camden High. I want to go to Camden High, too. I was like, you know, I'm going to play. I'm, I'm decent. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think I was good at that time, okay. right? I, I just wasn't like, yo, I'm like, I'm the bomb. I was know. like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm decent. I could probably, I could probably make the team. Um, and Camden High had, I think, at that time, the year before I came out, I know, obviously, they had the kid, uh, OG, they had Dewan, uh, Durian was on the team. Um, and it's funny because I ran into Durian playing travel ball. Right. Right. He played on the team. Eve she went on Eve Sham's team. He does he had to go all the way out East Sham. He was on Eve Sham's team and I remember seeing this yeah, I'm like, yo, this dude Brown. is not yeah, Dorian Brown, yeah, exactly. And I was like, man, this dude's nice. I was like, yo, he but then I found out I was like, yo, is he from Canton? Yeah. Right. I thought I was the only one out in the birds playing on these things, right? So uh I look so I get there, um so we're so we're trying to make the decision on what I'm gonna do. And my dad's like, yo man, you're not going to Kim High. I'm like, another one moment. Yeah, I'm like, not going to Hatch, not going to Camden. Yeah, not going to Camden High. Yeah, and like, and like, I'm like, why not? 
He's like, yo, I'm gonna give you a week to make a decision, but you're not going there. So I was like, all right, cool. So immediately I was like, I'm going to Defra High. <laughs> I was like, I'm going Defra High. The coach had been already talking to me. I was cool with this, but their star player. So I'm going to just go over there. Uh, at that time, they had to do, I want to say his name was Eli. No, not Eli. His brother was Eli. Uh, Kevin, um, how my jack is? Kevin Vaughn. Because his brother was Eli. I was kidding. Kevin Vaughn. He was like their best player. He was actually uh, better at football. So he played tight end and ended up playing uh, for uh, D1 football. So you know somebody that was the man at Defer? So why you even ask that question? Because somebody like Canelo Sanchez <laughs> saying the star player, like it's funny. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah but he don't know he Canelo Sanchez yet at the time. I'm yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> now he was on South Jersey though, his senior year, right? I mean, you know what I mean. But like, yeah. So I was like, you know, I was I was heavy. I was big on like wanting to go there. Yeah. You know, at that time, I had another group of friends settled in. Um, and then I remember the day I, we came upstairs. I was like, all right, look, I'm gonna just go to Defer. He's like, no, nah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna use this. He's like, that's it. I'm like, well, at this time, I did my research. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, now I think Bishop Houston is like 15 grand to go there a year. When I was coming up, it was eight. Okay, right? still. And it's like, so, but the inflation, obviously, is pretty much the same. So I was like, okay, um, we can do it, but who got eight grand? And then it's like, we'll work it out. So, oh, so that person that told you didn't say nothing about money yet. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, so they're like, yo, we'll work it out. I'm like, well, what do you mean we'll work it out? Like, we don't got the money. You want me to go there? Yo, you're going to get a better education, he said. And, and, you know, it's funny when you look at the story of me and my father because, you know, in and out, in and out, in and out, whole life, yeah. right? And it was just like some of those key moments, like he, like, came in at the right time. He's like, yo, you're going there. Mm. And I was like, bro, like, you just came back home. Like, mm -hmm. I ain't going nowhere. You tell me defensive. To go. Yeah, I'm like, you, I'm not going nowhere. You know, you, at this time, you're 15, so you started to pump your chest out a little bit. Like, I'm not going nowhere. You're I'm not going. Yeah. And my mom said, no, I think it's a good decision. Mm. Right? So when my mom said it, that's my heart. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to give it a shot for you guys. And um, that's what I did, man. So um, I ended up, we ended up working it out. The guy who approached me uh, ended up working some things out through financial aid, getting me a lot of. I think I ended up going there for about like close to like just five hundred a year, which is stealing, right? Um, and that was we rewinded that. You said it's like eight grand. You was going down like fifteen grand. No, what's it? Oh yeah, yeah, fifteen. Oh, fifteen thousand. Fifteen. Now, but when he was going it was eight. You went to school for how much? Five hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Five hundred dollars too much. It's still, still, but still. Yeah, so I went for five. I didn't say I paid five. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I should have let you talk. Oh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, you guys are great, man. Nah, <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, we didn't have that. Yeah. Right? So I, I think they, they ended up working something out. Mm -hmm. Um. So something got worked out, and I ended up going to Houston, and that was, like, I think that that was the, the, the most, probably the most pivotal point in my life was getting to that school. And yourself on the back. You was in school doing your thing on education, so it was that yeah. wasn't even the problem. Like they couldn't say, "Well, you gotta keep your grades up." Yeah, and that's that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing when like these guys, like guys coming up now, they don't understand like if you set the foundation for yourself in the classroom, right? Your options open up dramatically, hmm. right? And that's the thing people don't get is like, yeah, you hear a lot of especially like I, my I'm like right now I'm an entrepreneur, right? So like I like I said I run a marketing firm over in Philadelphia. Um, and you know, now it's really popular to kind of like shit on education, 
right? Oh, it's not important. You don't need your degree. You don't need this. And part of it's truths, part of it's false. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the person and what they're trying to execute on, right? And at the nowadays, kids don't get the understanding of like, no, it's actually important just so you can have options, right? Because what a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, you can be, you, you don't have to be a top tier talent to get a top tier education and experience in life, yeah. right? Because schools, colleges, and I learned this when I played college ball, colleges need bodies too, right? Everybody on Kentucky ain't an all-star, ain't an all-American, mm. right? You got dudes that's, that's, that's 11th, 12th on the bench that's getting a great education that you probably played against in high school that are just big, mm. not good. You know what I mean? But they need bodies too. And they got scholarships to take care of those bodies. But they want somebody that's going to help the GPA go up, right? The team GPA, because that's good for the coaches. They want somebody to help that GPA go up, mm. right? And just 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 be there to practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so me having that foundation of... Yeah, me, found, me having that foundation of just like that education and having the grades opened up the door for me. You know what I'm saying? Speak on, speak on the... Um, Speak, speak on the private school life. It's different, man. It's different. So, um, so I get to Houston, um, and of course, like I'm, a, I'm a city kid, right? So immediately, you know, what my mindset is right. My mindset is, all right. Um, I've never been around these culture of people before. Um, they probably don't like me. Let me, let me throw my guard up, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that it's good to have that chip on your shoulder. But I think we got to teach the kids better on you know, how they got to open up and they got to mix in and talk to other people, right? Because when I got there, I show up, I show up first day. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who I am. I don't know any of these kids. And when I say those who know who I am, like, me. they call me by name. Uh, I had a kid tell me, I remember my first day, hey, man, listen, I'm so glad you're at this school. Um, we followed you since you've been playing basketball in your seventh, since seventh grade, right? Actually, the guy's still my friend today. Right, so I get to school and it was a culture shock because at this point I had moved back out of Deford back on the Haddon Avenue, right? So I'm getting up every morning, I'm putting on the blazer, a tie, some pants, mm-hmm. and I'm getting on the bus. It's only four other kids in the city That's going, going to over to the school, right? And um, at that time, it was crazy. Boys, girls, what was the ratio with that? The four no, it's, it's co-ed. No, I'm saying like the four people out of, out of camp. Oh, out of camp. So um, actually, it was it was it was Without six. No it was six. It was six. Um, on the bus, so it was three, three, du- four dudes because we had a couple, two, uh, had Asian dudes too on there. So we had four dudes, and the rest was uh was was that's other ones girls, right? Okay. But the dudes was um, a dude named Carl Clark, a dude named Juan Rosier, who you guys probably know, of course. Um, and me. Mm-hmm. Right, like that was that that was it, and we were going there to play ball, <laughs> right? So, um, so yeah, I used to catch the bus and I used to have to walk, um, I used to have to walk from my house. I had to walk to the corner of Park Boulevard, yep. Haddon Park and catch the bus there. You know, I'm in my blazer, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, man, I should be going to the high. <laughs> right. And, um, I'm hearing all of these stories about people who should have went to Houston that ended up going to the high. Like people don't know, but, uh, I think it was, uh, Kevin Walls was actually at Bishop Houston's first and then ended up at Kevin yeah. High. Which is crazy. Billy Thompson was at Sterling. Uh And he ended up at Canada. Yup. And and the list goes on. Even guys as far back as like Billy Culberson. Like, it's crazy. Right? So like, I get there to answer your question, man. I get there and it's complete culture shock. 
right? So I get on campus, kids got cars, like, and not regular cars, like, not like, like, I feel like this, like, my, my junior year, yeah, like, my junior year, my mom, she, like, she scavenged it up, and she got me a Buick Century, lasted me six months, I was, that was a beauty, oh, right? man, who you telling, right, still my favorite car, right, that I ever had, right, I got that, you know, my boys, they getting CLKs, right, convertibles, <laughs> Beamers, one of the girls I went to school with, her, uh, it used to be called Iguanas back when we were in, back when we were in school, mm. but the place is Top yeah. Dog now, parents own Top Dog, and <laughs> it was a culture shock, man. It was a culture shock. It, it was it was definitely different, you know, coming in and seeing it. And I had to I had to make the adjustment quick. But what it did for me, um, just from being in that environment, was it helped me more so now in my life. And like as I as I got through college, it helped me more so because it gave me a good balance on understanding everything. So now I'm a person that. You know, I can walk in any room and I can be confident and I can be comfortable because I know I, I want, I know how to take care of myself. And then two, I know how to advance myself, you know, and I think that that was the biggest thing. Mm. But it was, it was, it was crazy at Houston's, man. It was, it was, a, it was a little different. Mm. Okay. So, okay. So, I mean, you, you had a really good career, anybody that followed in this area. Um, so let me fast forward to the end of that before we get into college, because, um, so overall you, you. That was a good idea. That, that, that was the right choice. So going into my junior going into my junior year, um, I played I started playing AAU basketball. Mm-hmm. Right right before like it was like the cus it was actually like my sophomore year. Going into my sophomore year before I get to junior year, I started playing AAU basketball. And that's when Del Val was real popular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So growing up as a kid, you know, I used to still go, um, before I committed to Houston, I used to always still go to Camden High. Eighth grade, I used to go to Camden High for their open gyms. Mm-hmm. Play against guys like Nick Johnson, like those kind of guys, mm-hmm. right? Or at least try to, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, Del Val was popular, you know what I mean? I don't know if you guys remember, like, Del they all Hoops. had, yeah, Del Val Hoops, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Ronnie, his whole crew. They had a guy from Coatesville. They had, you know, all of them, all of them had little tattoos on their arms. So I'm like, all right, cool. So, like, <laughs> you know, I had seen them, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all had the tattoos and stuff, the Del Val tattoos. And I was just like, man, you know, like, let me play with these guys. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually what happened was I didn't play with them then, but later on, I say going into my sophomore year, I got with them and I played with them. And... You know, it was it it, it, it kind of solidified my decision for me because it was like, yo, I'm on a team. And in my opinion, I was out. In my opinion, if we just take positions out of it and height out of it, and all stuff, I felt like I was probably the third best guy on the team, mm. right? Obviously, the one number one, mm-hmm. right? Um, OG number two. Um, but I felt like I was like the boy from Coastal. Was that John? He Allen? was out. Yeah, John Allen. Y'all. Yep. He was out. Uh, we call him Tootie. He was out of there by then. He wasn't on the team okay. by then. He was playing with Tim Thomas and those guys. Okay. Um, but I was like, yo, like I'm, I'm next, but I didn't play. Mm-hmm. I didn't play. I barely played. When I played, I stunk it up, which is why I barely played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it kind of was like, like mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is good or not. So I, what I did was I worked really hard on my game that summer because I ended up not finishing out the season. It was the only team I ever started but didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget they came and collected all the gear. You know what I mean? I think it's like it's like, hey, you just started to came collect it all together. I was like, okay, like I'm a, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back. Like we gonna we gonna we gonna see what's gonna happen this summer. And uh, I went home and I worked my ass off that summer, man. But um, I was actually I had I don't know if you guys know, but I had three different high school coaches at my time at Bishop Houston. Wow. So I came in. I had Billy Lang for my first two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had a guy. Yup, I had Bill Lang my first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the South Jersey Championship and ended up losing into uh, Jason Williams. Uh, the Keys played for the Bulls, but played at Duke. 
Ended up hurt. He's an like NBA analyst now. Y'all, St. Joe's prep for touching. Y'all, um, we ended up losing to him. Then all those guys left. My coach quit. And then um, I had another dude come in. Uh, I forget his name. Caruso. No, no, it wasn't Caruso. This was like uh, Gallagher. I think yeah, his name was Mike Gallagher. And then I had another guy come in my senior year, uh, Mike Sherlock. Uh, I actually coached at, uh, at um, Camden County for a little bit. Um, actually, still a cool dude. I still, I still rap to him sometimes. All three of them was coaches or they just had the label? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Lang was a coach. Okay. Really, really good coach. Yeah, Lang was a coach. He was, he yeah, was the so man. Like, even his son started doing it. Yeah. So I didn't have. I had the father. Oh, oh, okay. I had the father. Y'all, I had the father. His son's at St. Joe. His son was okay. assistant. He would come in at the time. His son was working with Anwan. Okay. Okay. So that's why we had the Anwan gear and stuff. Um, but yeah. So um, you know, Lang was a coach. He was good. Um, the guy I had in the middle. It was alright. Mm -hmm. You know, it was what else. He actually coaches now. He's a good dude. But uh, Sherlock was decent. Sherlock was more of like a. Like Players one of the guys counsel, like, hey, man, look, like, I'm coaching y'all. Like, I played here, Joe, I can play here before. I'm going to show y'all the ropes. Um, the last two guys tried to use me as a decoy, hmm. uh, whereas, like, the first dude was just kind of like, all right, like, do your thing. But, like, you know, I got to get these other guys' ball, too. Um, but, yeah, so fast forward, going into that that, that third year, that junior, um, senior cusp, I was ready to transfer. Hmm. To um, who? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So you was going to do it. Yeah, I was going to do it. I was coming back. I was like, yo, man, look, I'm going to just go to the high. Like, I'll play one year, I'll play one year with WAG, and then the next year it'll be mine. Like, that's kind of what I was like, the next year it'll be mine. Hours. So I looked at, yeah. It'll well, hours. You know. <laughs> we'll never know. It'll have been yours. It'll have been yours. I'd have been your Pippin. It's all good. I'd have been your Pippin. I'd have been your Pippin, yeah. I'm a humble guy. I'll take that. Thank um, <laughs> you. But, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but anyway, man, I uh, so I was like, look, man, you know, I, could, I could have it. I could, I could share it the next, the next year. Um... Thank but at least I would, at least I would be able to do my no, thing I, and come I, back. I, I, what? I, I, what? I, what? I don't know. I still don't know how it would work. It ain't. He's a fucking small forward. Like somebody that, got, that somebody, been fostered. Somebody them. still got to get y'all the ball. That'd have been fostered. Somebody still got to get y'all the ball. Hey, listen to me. I mean, I still don't know. So listen, I still don't know how it would work. I still don't know. All right, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Cause we, cause me and Wayne know what's up. Uh, <laughs> they know what's up. Cause after Wag left, we ain't lose to him. Um, so, uh, but yeah, man. So like, I was like, you know, that's what I want to do. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll just transfer. Okay. And then um, we got everything ready. Got the paperwork ready. Got everything ready. I think at the time, the coach at the high was um, what's my man's name? Yeah. Yup. 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 So I was like, yeah, man. Like, let's 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 get the paperwork ready. Uh, the plan was. Glenn's game game plan was actually to swing just, smalls. Hmm. Glenn's game plan was swing smalls, and you was going to rebound. Well, but I remember when I was going to be coming in, it was going to be my junior, year, so you wasn't playing yet. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's right. He's right. Two so, years. Two years ahead of us, right? One. So. So after junior, after yeah. Wag left, it would have been me. Yeah, I have. And everybody yeah, and I have one more year after that. Yeah, yeah. Even sophomore. So the so the game plan. You would have been like, oh, gotcha. Byron. Right. Oh, like, you feel me? Byron. Oh, you did the right thing, but go ahead. Tell the story. Yeah, so uh, the game plan with Glenn was have me come in, um, and they were going to let me actually run the one. Because a lot of people didn't know it. I could play Sheesh. I could play all those positions at that time. Okay. So they going to let me run the one. Okay. Um, He's going to bring Durian off the bench. Mm. And then That's Wag, obviously, at the two, doing his thing. And then we go from there. We're going to go with, like, a bigger lineup. Mm. That was actually the game plan. That's what we had talked about. Mm. Now, what did it happen if I got there? I don't know. No, because um, Shamari would have took your spot. 
I don't know who that is. I'm just joking, but no, nah, he was tough. He was good. He was good, man. But like, wait, you, know, you gotta put it in perspective. Like, I like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was a beast, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you know, and at the end of the day, man, I got like that's what the game plan was. But man, it, like it, it was, it was weird, man. Like happened overnight. My dad was like, "Yo, it's done. We're gonna get it done. Let's get it. Let's get it popping." And I woke up the next morning. And it was just like, it's not a smart move. So I'm like, why you is that smart move? Oh, no, like, dad. Yeah, they were just like, again. yeah, yeah. They were just like, yeah, it's not a smart move. I'm like, well, why is it a smart move? I said, look, man. And and he was talking. Uh, that by this time, I had started working out with a guy named Ted Davis uh, in the hmm, city. I know Ted. Yeah, yeah. Ted, Ted, Ted was a, a really big Peace. part of my uh, my development, especially start junior to senior year. Really big part of my development, a like, huge part. Um, I remember seeing you but, right um, down the river, went jumping ropes. Yup, yup. So um, what happened was. Ted had Ted at this time. Ted had already been in the mix, so Ted kind of shut it down. He was like, "Look, it makes no sense. You're going to leave uh, a great education to go do something you're already doing, just so you can go home." So that made no sense. So you know, I, t- I, I took his advice seriously. So at the time, I was like, "All right, cool. We're going to mix it." Ended up mixing it, and then that was it. Just stayed at Houston and and finished out strong uh, from just like a, a numbers perspective and just uh, just in general. But yeah, Ted played a big part in that role. It wouldn't be wouldn't be right for me to talk about that that time frame without talking about him because he sacrificed a lot during that time. So, because uh, because you 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 said a lot, you said a lot just now. Um, the whole time you was here, and you know, obviously for people that know you, you went on and had a had a really good career, solid career at Drexel. And how long did you play overseas? Man, I played overseas for ten years. And you were you went to a lot of places. Where where was you at? I was just in Argentina. I was in Chile. Yeah. Uh, I had a cup of tea in like Mexico, a cup of yeah. tea in like Spain, and then uh, mostly Puerto Rico though. Yeah, but you ten any kids out there? No, no. I got one. I got one now. But ten Monster. years though. Yeah, ten. ten years on top of your other four. Like so, because it's really important. If if anybody's like really paying attention to what you're saying, is the underlying thing like your 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 foundation. Like regardless of what your dad like Wayne said. He, or you said he came in at the right time. Right time, yep. Because you as a 15, 14, 13, 16-year-old kid, like, you want to do what black and white makes sense to you at the time. And you got the the, 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 the vernacular to, to understand what's going on. Like, his dad said, nope. It's like, you going there. and again, with this show, we talk about the lack of guidance a lot. Like, it was a lot of, we, we, we every other episode, we talk about us just having to figure it out at 15 years old, right? Like, and your your family and your your support system just washed away that whole, you know, methodology. Like, they they was really there for you. And I I think that's that's really important to, you know, put to the forefront of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, because you could have went on a whole different path. Like, what... What would have happened with Canelo Sanchez's life? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> Two I years definitely in Camden. I definitely think about that a lot. Um, from just my perspective, you know what I mean? Because like, obviously, growing up as a Camden kid, I had Camden issues, mm-hmm. right? Like, regardless of like how great it sounds, like we still had Camden issues. You know what I mean? And in the sense of like the streets and everything like that, um, I was blessed. And like, I like if I when I look back at my my earlier years and I look back at just the people who came into my life. I think personally, it was a mix of uh, God looking after me and then my family laying a stronger foundation so that I had options open, right? A lot of times, this is what happens. 
um, a kid starts to a kid starts to develop, right? The family always feels like the kid is better than what the kid actually is, mm-hmm. right? It, it's just it, it is what it is. You talk to anybody, yeah, if child. you talk to me about my kid, my kid is the, the he's the most he's the strongest two year old you ever seen, the right? And the problem with parents a lot of times is they don't let somebody with more knowledge in the field come in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Without saying, you know, well, what's in it for us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And me, I was fortunate, you know, because being at my dad, my dad being in and out was a blessing. He get to step aside without even knowing he's stepping aside. My dad, my dad being in and out was a blessing in itself, right? Because he was stepping out because of reasons, because of factors that like we, I can't control, Correct. right? But because that space was there, it allowed other things to fill the void, but it was positive things that was coming in my way. Mm-hmm. One, because we had the foundation of, like, and if you talk to anybody about me growing up, they'll tell you I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in trouble. I wasn't running the streets. I didn't do any of that so stuff. You ain't got no mug shot. I ain't got no mug shots. Not, thank God. Right? And I don't plan on having them. Right? right? So for me, like, because that was open and because my family was a Camden-based family and they were already... In the, my mom was a cheerleader at Camden High, but my dad was a player at Camden High. So they knew people already, right? So it wasn't ever like, oh, it's Canal, oh, this is, this is Kenny's kid, this is Margie's kid. And um, even how I ran into the guy, Ted, you know, was, was, was different because he just showed up one day. He was working out local players and just working out one or two here and there. He had a kid, um, also played by a kid. I cannot remember the kid's last name, but his first name was Aaron. He wore number 31 at Canada High. He was there before Juan. He got there. Aaron Stevens? I think so. Look like Nick Van Exel a little bit. Aaron Stevens. Had to be, yeah. Had so, be. yeah, it had to be, right? Um, But, like, he was working out a kid like him, and I was like... That's the second best player ever played with Canada High that didn't score 1,000. Yeah, like, he, was, he was tough. Yeah, he behind. Yeah, he, he, had, he had game. Um, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> nah, I was about to let you bad. But, um... Hey, how many you score? Who me? Yeah. I had seventeen sixty nine. I felt short though. I it eats eats at my soul every so, every every. But this so, is why this is why so I, I'm just like this. So Look, like, y'all want to talk like. about y'all want to talk about not staying home, right? Let's talk about some negatives of not staying home and going to the school that you you know you're supposed to, right? It's the sports system. So remember, I had three coaches in four years, right? My two year, my last two years, I was being used as a decoy, right? Mm-hmm. I was I had my highest scoring game in high school was only forty two points. Only that. Yeah, only 42 points. Mm-hmm. I was four away from the school record, right, mm-hmm. with a whole quarter and a half to go. And I didn't see the floor again. Right? Like, little stuff like that, right? Little stuff like, okay, cool. Um, you a junior. <laughs> it's senior night. We got a bunch of other freshmen and sophomores that, don't, that, that we can start, but we're not going to start you. Right, so even though it was a good eye opener, it showed me the it showed me the game in a different light too. Because at Houston, there's a lot of politics, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of politics at that portion of my life where, like, as a black kid coming in, mm-hmm. right, or as a black and Spanish kid coming in, I still had to wait my turn. You know what I mean? Regardless of what I was doing, so on any given night, it was like, all right, cool. Like, if somebody got a sacrifice, it's gonna be this kid. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be you know that guy, this yeah. guy over here. It's gonna be this kid that has to sacrifice for it. So I ate so so I, I took my lumps there as well. Tough, um but yeah man, so you know that that was that was kind of a journey. But back to what you're saying, mentors, people don't allow those mentors to come in. Because mm-hmm. um, they think they want something. Uh and my mentorship was really simple, right? How I looked at it is I always looked at it as a partnership. This guy would I wanted to, I loved Kobe Bryant coming up as a kid. Penny Hardaway and Kobe Bryant, those are my guys. Right? Where he coming up? 
He's better I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't much of an AI fan. Why? Because he don't play like. Because AI was AI. One, he didn't play like him. True. But two, I, you ever? So me, I'm a local guy, but I always had, I, I always had bigger like, like, like Literally. get out of here, ask for break. Like I wanted to get out, right? Like and far out. So like I didn't like the Sixers growing up. I didn't like the even. I'm sorry, Wayne. I'm sorry. Right. So for me, when I saw like Kobe and I saw like the pennies, for me it was like, okay, how Kobe worked. Hmm. And the dude, you know, Kobe's a Philly guy, right? So he had that yeah. connection. Am I, I, in Italy. Yeah, Italy, but he's a Philly guy, right? So like the guys who used to work Kobe out. Best in peace, bro. Yeah, absolutely. They they were in Philly. They were still there. John Hartnett was still there. Mm. So Ted knew John Hartnett. So my conversations with Ted was like, yo, what was Kobe doing? Mm. Kobe was getting up at 4.30. He was doing So immediately I had already had a baseline work ethic since a kid because my grandfather I told you all about before, he used to always wake me up. So I just took that and transitioned whatever I wanted to do. I would wake up and I like, bro, like in sixth grade, I was waking up. My uncle would drive the car behind me while I go run a couple miles and I go shoot some hoops. He put a basketball court in the backyard and then I would go and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Then I would go to school, come back, do it again. Right. And I'm, my life was based around that. I really didn't do too much like kid stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was like, for me, that was the kid stuff. So going into it, I was like, yo, like that's cool. But if you go to the gym and you don't know what to work on, you're wasting your time. Mm. So for me, it was good to have a mentor that came in and was like, hey, look, I'll make the sacrifice. This is a grown man. He's making a sacrifice to get up, come get me, right? Take me to the gym. Push you. Push me. Care about you. Right? Coach me, whatever you got to do. And, and, and for me, I looked at it as a, I, I'm a, I've always had like a business mindset. So I always looked at it as a partnership of like, okay, cool. He's not charging me, right? Which is like, he was doing it for free. Cause he was, he was, I think he, I think he was smart too, because it was like, if you charge me, I can't pay me. This ain't going to work. Right. But if you get me good, right. Or if you get me better, cause I was, I was good when he grabbed me, you right. Get me you get me better. You get me in some of these gyms, then I'm a, I'm a giver, bro. So if you hit me up, if, if I get interviewed, that's like you get an interview. Hmm. Cause I'm gonna put your name on there. Hey, yeah. So yeah, I would, that's what I would do every time I hear yeah, What's working for you? You know, you got jumped uh, an extra twelve points sophomore to fresh, uh, sophomore to junior year. What, what were you doing? Oh, I was you working out with 12, this guy. Huh? Yeah, I jumped up twelve. That's tough, yo. And then I was like, I was like, what was working for you? I was like, I was working out with this guy. Mm-hmm. Every day we do workouts on Saturdays and Sundays. You know what I mean? Like y'all should hit him up. And then now he got his name in the paper. Now he get his story. Now and now we blowing up his side. But it was a partnership, man. But it was it was a blessing. That's really good. Every, everything that you. It, it it comes full circle when you when you look each other out, man. Like especially like adults looking out for younger kids. Like this is a really important conversation about what you're saying because it's just like it's not enough of that. Like I I I I keep visualizing your dad and your family in my brain and like like they knew <laughs> they knew that was a terrible idea for you mm-hmm. for you, right? So um, I just want in with that, man. Like because. Not enough mentors, and not enough guidance, is not enough people that you know fell and bumped your head a thousand times, and now you got this younger person to look at, and you're not staring them in the right way because you still bitter, because you still upset with how your life turned out. And you got a kid right here that you could change everything, and you choose not to do it. Like, yeah, mentorship is like a lost art these days, man. It's crazy. Because everybody comes into it, and, and like a big part of what I do now, work-wise, is about coaching and training other people. That's the part of the aspect that I love, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, but a lot of people go, in, go into it with the wrong intentions. They're going into it to get something out of it, right? Whereas they're going into it like, hey, man, let me just go put the work in. Right, because it's just like anything else. Whereas if if you if you got a, if you get a kid and you're you're trying to help this individual grow, you got to understand you're shaping the mind, you're shaping the mold of a young person, mm -hmm. and and that's gonna be how we move in the future, and that person will give back. You, you know what I'm saying? So it starts from that basic, simple. Let me ask y'all both real quick. We going on with this. What's what's your definition of success? Mine is just being peaceful and happy. I can be broke, whatever. I just wanna be peaceful and happy. That's my definition of success. Nice and simple. Kanel, what you got? So for me, man, like I look like success can be anything, but for me personally, my definition of success is to have the others, the team that's around you, mm -hmm. they gotta have happiness. They gotta have that peace. They gotta be comfortable where they at. Because like um, if that's the case, then you won. I like that. All right. That's good, brother. Probably ain't get to some of y'all questions, man. Nah, so nah, nah. If you want to, if you want to run, if you want to run them through, I will run them through for you. It's better that way, though, huh? Take this picture real quick. Yeah, it's better that way. Cause you know you was you was saying some shit that was really important, bro. So it's all good. What number you would have wore for Canada? Oh, what the fuck? You know, every kid was brainwashed wearing twenty one. <laughs> but uh, me personally, I like five. Okay. I don't five. Yeah, I don't five. Yeah. Right for Foster shit. That <laughs> Foster had 15 or some shit. But that's when he started out, and then, you know. Yeah, I think I, I, I ended up wearing like 32 over at Houston. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, was, I wore 25 my freshman year and 32 after that. But yeah, it was it was, it was was definitely interesting. Yeah. I think Twan wore 32. I don't know, bro. They had me and learned anything. Yeah, you said I had number 31. I had, yeah, you had 31, but you had 11 in, in the joint. 11, like, we'll never pick those fucking numbers. <laughs> what year was Juan when you was there? Juan was a junior when I got there. Juan was a junior? Yup, Juan was two years ahead of me. Yup, he was two years. So Juan had two years. When I got there, Juan was there. They had just got two transfer point guards. Um, and then my sophomore year, which was their senior year, that's when they brought in that kid, Sean Mulholland. I don't remember him. Mm -hmm. Sean that he brought in Sean mm -hmm. Mulholland. That's actually how um that's actually how I started to get my looks from colleges. Cause when they brought Sean in, you know, Sean was supposed to be that dude. Mm -hmm. So what what happened was, and this is like the politics of it, uh Scouts would come to the games, or Sean was sending game films to some of the local schools, the other area schools, and they would reach back out, but they would reach out back out and ask about me. Mm. And then that's where like the the hate started. You know, it was just like okay, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, so, so I'm assuming all these other white parents that's there, they they donors. Yeah, man, they, they're paying full tuition. They're doing their they're thing. They're complaining a lot Same about thing. yeah, complaining a lot about like you know guys not. Uh, not getting enough playing time. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. You know, that's, that's when I really first experienced the whole, like, yo, my son should be playing type of deal. You know, city, you don't get that kind of stuff. Because, like, people know what's up. You know what I mean? But, you know, you go out there with people throwing that money around, and it's like, hey, like, they should be playing. So, you know. Yeah, it was interesting, man. It was interesting. Damn. Yeah, but it's good. 
it seemed like it worked out for you, man. No, that was good. But you, 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 you looked at it for what it was, though, as well. Like, I don't think most most kids will look at it for, you know, and still learn something in those situations, you know, regardless of how it looks. You know what I'm saying? I think that's dope within itself, you know, to have that type of uh, mindset and, like, uh, awareness of your surroundings at that yeah. age. I think that's really dope. I think that's real dope. You still stay in the area? I live in Philly now. Okay. I've been in Philly, man, since since I went to Drexel. Mm-hmm. Got to what? Drexel, finished up there. And what I just type started. of marketing you do, man? So, we, uh, so what I do is I, um, I train those direct sales teams. Okay. So um, I started off doing exactly what they were doing. Because um, when I got them playing, I coached at Drexel. Yeah, yeah, I read that. And then... Um, it just wasn't for me. Okay. I like working with the kids. I like getting them better. But I just, I never saw myself as like, uh, like when I kept visioning like my, my next position and I kept looking at it, I was like, man, I'm going to have to chase around high school kids for the rest of my life. That's kind of, I looked at it negatively. I didn't look at it positively like, yo, like I'm going to bring impact and recruiting. I was just like, man, like that's how I'm, you know what I mean? I had just got done playing. So it was like, yo, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now I was how like, long did you do it for? I did it for three seasons. I did it. I I did it for three seasons. At the end of my third season, they didn't renew uh, Bruce's contract, so I was out. So that was like my out. Cause I didn't want to quit. Right? I was like, I'm not gonna quit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it. Mm-hmm. But um, they didn't renew the contract, so I was like my out. I was like, all right, cool. Now now I'm free. I'm gonna do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, started my own company. Uh, just doing like e-commerce stuff. Still do e-commerce stuff now. And then I was like, man, you know what? Like, let me let me see what else. I want to get more experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I like walked into this place and they was doing direct sales and it like freaked me out. And I was like, right, if I'm uncomfortable, I should probably be here. Fast forward two years later and now I'm, now I'm running the show and right. it's dope. It's dope. I like it. So like those annoying people, you guys might, might come to y'all door and like knock on it and try to sell y'all some stuff like, or like the people you see like in Walmarts and like stuff like that trying to give y'all like, like I train those guys, you know what I'm oh, saying? Like I train you. those sales teams and you know, it's, it's a, that's where they all start off at. But you know, gotcha. if a person can get to the top. It's very lucrative. It's very, uh, it's it's a really good situation. Okay. Um, but it gives me, for me, what it does, it gives me that aspect of still being able to coach and develop um, younger people. Because most of the people who I who I who I help employ, they're 20, 21. They come from all different types of backgrounds. Um, and then of course I get some people that are more in the, the mid twenties as well. Okay. But uh, yeah, man. All right. This is dope. All right. That's cool. I know you can know that. I know some people, man. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I know people. Yeah, man. You hear me? I was like, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Wag, the Wag senior year would have been cool. The next year would have been... His, his, his senior year would have been a disaster. That's Nate and them. It's fuck Nate and them. Me and them. Oh, Nate, uh, Randolph? Yeah, you could. Plumber, yeah, you could. It's not his plumber, right? Yeah, his brother name is Randolph. Randolph Plumber. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. What the fuck? You couldn't do nothing about that shit. No, nobody could do nothing about that. Right. He had a disaster senior year. What do you mean? Nate was... Nate was wack. His, his, his brain. And off the court. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I, I saw that. So though, get, nobody was saying nothing to him. Yeah. No, I know I know he was shook off the court. I knew he. I knew it because I, I, I could see it. I, known, <laughs> I had known Nate from like... I don't know if it's like from like... I don't know how I played against this kid, but like I played against well, him one he, time. He, what, what, like in bit, like when I was in middle school. Okay, middle school. And then like he was just because like I was he just did seeing. Do one year at Sterling. Yeah, I didn't. Play, I never played against Sterling. He got kicked out of Sterling, and then they had to go to Wilson. 
Yeah, but I just didn't. I just didn't like. I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah, you, you did the right thing, bro. Yeah. yeah. Now I always think about like, damn, that would have happened. Definitely would have happened. I was like, yo, bro, I, if I if I didn't go to the school I went to, man, I was like, bro. I was like, I probably would have. Well, like, nah, she would have ended up working out. Like this junior, this junior year, they they they, they would have got closer to winning the TLC again. Nah, my junior year. Remember, my junior year. I think that was when they got into that fight. And they, no, that was the year they only had sixteen games. That was my that was my sophomore year. I think they only had sixteen. Junior year, they had the boy Eric Davis 